Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Tuesday, November 2nd, 2021. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, we've got the latest on Joe Biden's agenda. Number two, the impact a Terry McAuliffe loss in the governor's race in Virginia would have on Democrats. And number three, the latest on government funding, which runs out December 3rd. All right, Jake, let's get into it. The number one story continues to be what is happening in Washington with Joe Biden's agenda and Democrats' uh, continuing journey to try to pass the bipartisan infrastructure package as well as the reconciliation package. So a few a few things. I'd say in the last 12 hours, um, uh, each we always focus on the kind of the power centers here. So that's House progressives, House moderates, and Joe Manchin and Kirsten Sinema. Um, in the last 12 hours, I think they've all shifted in important ways. Number one, Manchin made clear that he might not vote for this thing. <laughs> so, um, you know. And by I, this I thing, you mean he said he he's might not find a way forward on reconciliation. Well, he said he said pretty much this is a quote. He said, I'm happy to vote for it. I'm happy to not vote for it. And he called the bills. He called the bill a shell game. He said he has a lot more uh, work to do on the bill. And he told people to stop holding him hostage or trying to hold him hostage. That's it. I mean, that's about as as um, uh, clear as he could be in in what he called an update. Uh, That's number one. Number two, after weeks of saying they wouldn't vote for the bipartisan infrastructure bill until they get some assurances from Manchin and Cinema on reconciliation. Progressives are now going to vote for it. Um, uh, they're saying they're ready to vote for it this week. It's a sea change. Um, I, I, you know, a big part of it is about you know holding this legislation. They, they can't. They don't feel like it's um, it's legitimate to hold this legislation up anymore. Um, you know, that's that's number two and number three. And now moderates, House moderates, are beginning to say that they don't believe um, that. Uh, uh, they have a path forward at this moment. They want budgetary scores. They're not happy with the immigration policy or lack thereof. Uh, they want to they want to get a better sense for what that looks like. So all of these put together, I mean, you're seeing three different groups kind of flex their muscles in different ways. The, the moderates backing off, Mansion and the and sorry, the progressives backing off, and Mansion and the moderates kind of flexing their muscles here um, to get this thing done. It's so interesting because I think one of the things that we've talked a lot on this podcast about is the progressives, right? There's been so much focus on the Congressional Progressive Caucus, on Congresswoman Jayapal and kind of her five years in Congress and how she's had this kind of consistent message about wanting to you know, make sure they had the bill text, make sure that they could these both of these pieces of legislation moved in tandem, clearly moving off from that in a, in a you know, a strategic move or, or a move just in general and then, you know, we haven't talked a ton about House moderates at all. And all of a sudden, you know, Nancy Pelosi's got a totally different problem on her hands. That's right. I mean, the the, the moderates are just the blue dogs, which had a meeting last night in the Capitol. Um, uh, the, the blue dogs are just they are they don't want to force people to take votes on things that they don't have to take a vote on. And they're pissed off. They they wanted an infrastructure vote weeks ago. They didn't get one months ago. <laughs> um and they've seen progressives hold up this process. And now they're like, OK, well, don't make us vote on immigration policy that's not going to get into law. Don't make us vote on um, on uh, a bill without without uh, a budgetary score. So there's just all sorts of um, there's all sorts of dynamics in the in the moderate. And, and remember, just three people can sink this thing. So there's all sorts of dynamics 
in the in the moderate wing, not three people, four people. Apologies, my brain's going in a million different directions this morning. There's all sorts of dynamics in the Blue Dog uh, Caucus right now um, that will impact this bill, and and um, you know everybody has to be treated like everybody has to be treated as if they have veto power. Um, and Pelosi could could try to just plow ahead. I don't think. I think she she kind of realizes that that's not tenable, and which is why she's playing this very carefully. All right, well, that moves us very neatly into the number two story of the morning, election night across the river. And we are looking at, uh, in Punchbowl News AM, kind of the scenarios of what a Terry McAuliffe loss to Republican Glenn Youngkin would mean for Democrats um, the latest polls give Yunkin a slight edge, which is a huge shift from late summer and into September. And certainly, I think Democrats thought that McAuliffe would have had this race uh, you know, figured out, tied out with a bow. Then that has not happened for a variety of reasons. But I think the reason why we care about it, right, you know, whether you believe it or not, that... You know, Congress's inability to get infrastructure done impacted the, this race in Virginia. Let's just take that out of it. I actually think what's more interesting is what it means for if let's just play out this scenario that if McAuliffe loses, there is going to be reverberations on Capitol Hill. Undoubtedly. Um, few, let, let's just play this out a few different ways. Number one, one. One theory seems to be a mansion defeat will scare moderates, drive them away from the agenda. Um, this is something that we, uh, biggest concern we hear all the time from Democrats. Will Democrats, um, back away from Biden's agenda? Uh, I don't, um, uh, I don't know. Um, I, I think that it's possible. I mean, uh, but another way to think of it is will Manchin's defeat, McAuliffe's defeat, not Manchin, will McAuliffe's defeat remind Democrats they got to get moving? We've spoken to a lot of lawmakers of the last couple of days who say, um, they, uh, uh, we'll go home and hear that why why won't Democrats get anything done? So that's that's um, that's you know certainly a dynamic playing at home. It's a big body blow to Biden though. Um, bad summer. This is a state Biden won by ten points, uh, and a Republican who never ran for office is in the mix. Uh, and and I will say two a couple more things. This is an election that McAuliffe made about about Trump. Um, so. Uh, you know, maybe making elections about Trump without Trumpian candidates or without candidates that are Trump uh, is not as much of a a, a boon. Um, and uh, if you're, I, I would just say that like you can't underestimate how bad this is going to be for House Republic for House Democrats if if McAuliffe loses. I, I mean, it's just going to be a big deal. It's going to it's going to slow things down. It's going to make things more difficult. And to deny that is denying reality. It is certainly something that. Everybody in Washington is going to be watching very closely to see. And I, I think the body language of Democratic leadership, if he does lose, is going to be uh, something to certainly to watch because how they can shore up. Certainly, I, I think you'd have a real nervousness among Democrats that they already do feel. I mean, I think that everybody, especially in the moderates, you're starting to see this flex of not wanting to vote for potentially, you know, reconciliation, a trillion dollar package, the impact that might have back home. Um, something that we will be covering very closely. Let's move quickly into the number three story of the morning, government funding. It may feel like a far ways away in congressional terms, but government funding does run out on December 3rd. 
And the two parties are billions of dollars apart on their spending goals. The four corners of the House and Senate Appropriations Committees are meeting today to try to begin hashing out their differences because, of course, government funding runs out December 3rd. Yeah, um, it looks like they're going to ha- they're going to um, uh, have to do a CR, a stopgap that lasts, you know, a couple months, I would imagine, into like January, February, um, March, perhaps even, um, you know, I, again, a lot of deadlines, you know, um, a, a lot going on here to 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 contend with um, the typical battle lines drawn more money for the Pentagon for Republicans Democrats want more on social programs so you know those have to be reconciled um, uh, you know I, I, I especially with all this going on on the rec- on the reconciliation social spending side I just don't see a big year long deal as as a reality or as a um, as a likelihood. All right. With that, thanks so much for listening. Leave us a rating and review. You can also subscribe to Punchbowl News at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.